At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What up, folks? Welcome into another edition of The Edge here on this Thursday. We got a lot to get into NBA, Major League Baseball, National Football League, and more. We're going to begin today as it is just the two of us for the next hour. John Goulet, he loves us. So it's just going to be the two of us today. Our beautiful, shining voices and insight. No guest. None. None whatsoever. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I think I'll get in trouble for that. Let's talk a little bit about what's been going on in Major League Baseball, Matt Human, Specifically, a team that is currently in action right now. Not the mm-hmm. Angels, who have opened up a 5 nothing lead in the top of the eighth inning with the Boston Red Sox. No, no, no. Let's talk about the Cincinnati Reds, who are down 8-5. to five to the Milwaukee Brewers, top of the seventh inning here. And the, uh, what'd you call it yesterday? The little red engine that couldn't? So, JVT, you won't remember this, but in the 1970s, Reds were the big red machine. Okay. That was... Makes <clears throat> sense. Their mascot, everything, yeah. The, uh, the Pete Rose Reds back in the good. 70s, right. they were dominant. They were the big red machine. This is the little red machine. And the fade, the red trend right now is the hottest thing in sports betting. If you were on Twitter today, it seemed like the entire world was against the Reds on the run line today. Yeah. Uh, the Reds off a 18 to four loss last night in Milwaukee, which dropped their record to uh, three and 21 with 18 of those losses by two runs or more. Went into uh, today's game as 220 underdogs. The price was not st- too steep. If you wanted to bet the Brewers on the run line today. In fact, I bet it last minus night, minus yeah. one and a half, minus 105. Mm-hmm. And it closed here, minus one and a half, minus 125. But it looked like, you know, at some point, this trend has got to implode. Yeah. It's got to yeah. at some point, and especially when everybody jumps on the bandwagon. Uh, and the Reds have, do have eight of their next 12 games against the Pirates. So but pretty soon you're going to be talking about laying one and a half and minus 140, somewhere in that range. Uh, and they got to be able to beat the Pirates a couple times, right? You would think. <laughs> With eight games with the Pirates coming up, the Reds are due to win. By the way, we talked about it yesterday, the Reds were red hot to start the season. They were 2-2 two and two right. out of the gate against the Atlanta Braves, and uh, they are 1-19 and 19 cents. And uh, the Reds got off to a 3 nothing lead in the first inning today. So you thought, well, this is a day. The trend's going to blow up. The fade to Reds trend is going to go up in smoke. Well, it took all of uh, about 10 minutes for the Reds to blow that 3 nothing lead. Two solo homers and an RBI double in the first, and the Brewers uh, tied it up at three. And right now in the top of the seventh is where we move. Milwaukee leads Cincinnati 8-5. to five. 
eight to five. And the, the first Reds hitter of the seventh inning has a check swing. That's <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Drury. Check swing about a five footer in front of home plate, and he's thrown out at first. Uh, I will say, <laughs> so, I, so I was two outs in the seventh. So. I will say you are right. The uh, when when trends like this start to catch. Um, Get too popular. Uh, uh, well, it's and like you said, everybody up on social media, all of a sudden, it's like they just, it's like I'm seeing people tweet, like post yeah. it up. Hey, have you heard about this Reds thing? Like, yes, I think everybody's heard about this Reds thing. The first tweet I saw today when I logged on Twitter was about the Reds. Yep. And I'm going to jump on this Reds trend. You know, where have you been? <laughs> where have you been for the last uh, week or two? You should have jumped on sooner. I was talking with Doug Kazarian of uh, ESPN about this. This trend is tailor-made I was gonna say, yeah, this for is a all betting bully like Doug. Doug loves to bet against the worst teams in every sport. Right. right. So he's all excited about this Reds trend, and he jumped on it yesterday for the first time. Wow, I'm surprised. He's usually pretty good on these trends, too, right? Well, like, he was talking about it for a week. He didn't want to be too late to the party, and finally he's like... Yeah, he was it. talking about it with us at the bar, like, yeah, last week, right? Right, yeah. right. And finally, yesterday, he jumped in, and uh, it was a good day to jump in because Milwaukee won 18-4. to yep. Right now, it's 8-5, to five, two outs, top of the seventh, Brewers lead to Reds. Yeah, so that's one of three games that is currently underway. The uh, Angels are actually creating some distance between themselves and the Red Sox. This was a scoreless game into the sixth inning. Angels are now up seven to nothing at the top of the eighth. Uh, Halos with Otani on the hill today. Close is about a $1.27.30 favorite, depending on where you shop. Otani with a brilliant performance. Seven innings, six hits, 11 strikeouts on 99 pitches. Uh, he has been brilliant here in the uh, Angels offense. has started to open up, and since we're talking about that, uh, be remiss if I didn't mention what happened yesterday in Boston, which was a ridiculous final. What a Um, comeback by the Angels. (laughs) I thought that was a really important win for the Angels last night at Fenway. Why so? Well, I I really make it – I think it makes those guys believe that they got a team that can win and that they're going to overcome tough circumstances. That was a game that the Angels had to come from behind three times to win at a place where they usually lose, which is Fenway Park. And I think that really when – you have comeback wins like that. The Angels, by the way, tied it up with two outs in the ninth inning. I think it was Jared Walsh with the RBI single to right field, um, right? Not only that, it was a nine-pitch at bat in which yeah. he received, how about this, seven consecutive sliders. Yeah. And eventually, you know, three of the last four, he, he fouled off three straight before blooping a single and, of course, tying that game up. And then they went nuts in the extra innings. And the other thing is why I think it was an important win. Look at all the different guys who contributed offensively in yep. that game. And I, I do think it makes the team believe that, hey, this could be a special type of season for us. We got all the pieces. And really, you and I have talked about this. The Angels have plenty of talent. Their lineup's deep, man. They got plenty of talent. So, Especially when you get guys like Ward busting out and having the season that he's having. Jared Walsh has improved immensely yes. against left-handed hitters this year. It's something that he struggled against last year. I think coming into today, he was hitting above 300 against lefties. Something I think he, uh, he hit below 200 against them a season ago, so there's some middle room there. And Walsh again today, we should note that uh, he was the hero too. He uh, broke up this scoreless tie with the two-run shot uh, in this game against the Boston Red Sox. So it's a good baseball day, as there are a lot of good games uh, coming up, but we'll have more insight on those a little bit later, but we should, of course... You know what the fade uh, the Reds trend reminds me of? Oh yeah, what? Uh, a couple of years ago when uh, Hugh Jackson coached the Browns a few years ago when, when they couldn't win a game. Yeah. And all a lot of sharp betters were trying to find value in the Browns yep. every week. You yep. know, it was always... Uh, the Sharps always on the Browns plus 10, whatever, uh, whatever it may be. Because a lot of sharp betters, you know, they will try to find value in the worst teams in the league. And guys like Doug Kazarian, I talked about, are always trying to, to beat. They're trying to be the bully against mm-hmm. the worst teams in the league. And the public loves to bet against bad teams. A lot of sharp guys like to bet on bad teams. I wonder how many sharp betters are actually playing the Reds here. Or if this is a situation where – the bookmakers just have one-way action on the team playing the Reds every day, and the bookmakers are stuck in a bad spot here because you would think that sometimes you've got the, the baseball handicappers who have the models that say, well, today the Reds should be plus 180 and they're plus 220, so there's right. 40 cents of value, so you've got to play the Reds. Can you do that? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you can do that. I will say that I know that following uh, you know baseball betting Twitter, there was, I think it was their Padres series, what was that, two series ago now? Uh, where there was like, you know, they're bad, but they're not this bad. And, you know, sure enough, you go through that Padres series in right. your finals, seven five eight five nine six, 8 And they lost uh, each one of those games. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's probably a few, but I think at some point, you know what that reminds me of, too, is we talked about this before, uh, the um, 
uh, former Cubs, uh, John Lester, the, the, that summer with John Lester, right, where he lost, I think it was 12 or 13 consecutive streaks, but the market moved toward him every single time yeah. because the underlying analytics told you he's not this bad, and yet, <laughs> but he kept losing games, yeah. but the market would move on him every single time. So there are, there are people who are going to continue to do that with the value. It's just at some point you'll get it, I guess. I think the difference with the, uh, with the Browns was you could take a lot of points. You still lose the game. Right. Cover the spread. Point spread's a great equalizer. Here, Point. you're just talking about value. You still need the team to win. <laughs> you need the Reds to win a game, <laughs> right. which they're proving uh, completely I'm, incompetent, and they can't do it. So if they lose today, it would be 1-20 in yeah. their last uh, 21 games. I mean, I guess logically then, if they're, wow. you would think they're, instead of going uh, the money line, there would also be value then in taking them plus the run and a half. But they've they've lost right. 18 of their 21 games by two runs or more. <laughs> I, I do think at some point here, though, it's always about when you jump in. I feel like live betting is the same thing in these NBA games. You're trying to pick the right point mm-hmm. to jump in and grab the best number. At some point here, the Reds are going to win a few games, and it's gonna. I think it's going to happen when they start facing the Pirates. But at what point? I, I, if you've been riding the fade to Reds trend, you keep riding it until it loses. Well, I know. And what's the interesting here too is it's not even just like the day to day thing. Uh, there are quite a lot of people who have been betting these uh, these adjusted win totals, win totals, just like every single time under on the Reds, under on the Reds. There's people with multiple win totals on under in terms for Cincinnati, and like the, to me, that's the big thing too, big picture wise. How many team or how many games this team actually wins by the I time? I gotta you tell you, well, if, I, if I were a bookmaker, that's one I might take down. Yeah, well, I think some spots have started to take down these adjusted win totals, but early yeah. in the season, uh, you saw those get, get up, and a lot of people just every time just under on the Reds, under on the Reds. Some points you're going to get middled, middled on that those numbers, yeah. and uh, you're only going to get action under. I, I heard somebody say last night, who's actually a pretty sharp baseball observer, mm-hmm. he doesn't think the Reds are going to top 40 wins. 40 wins? 40. So they would be like 39 and yeah. 123 or wow. something like that. Uh, I don't know if they could be that bad. At some point, you know, this is baseball. They're going to win. At some point, the Reds are probably going to rip off like three wins in a row, and everybody's going to be amazed. But that's how baseball uh, works. I would think think the Reds, even as bad as they look right now, have to win 50 games this year, don't they? And you're talking about a a team that had a win total, I I believe, at one point in the low 70s. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it was like how he was like seventy-two somewhere in that. How range confident there? would you be in betting the Reds over fifty and a half wins right now? Well, given everything we've just <laughs> talked about, I would say not very confident. Ask me again in like a day or two, and maybe I'll feel a little bit different. But when you drop the, when you drop the a respected baseball better I've talked to said it, they don't think they win forty <laughs> games. I mean, that makes me feel a little uh, less than enthusiastic about their chances to win okay. fifty. But like you said, baseball's random. They get hot and you know win seven or eight consecutive games out of nowhere for some reason. Um, By a, a Hunter Green was a starter for the Reds today, who's probably the bright spot of the yep. entire organization. Uh, a young guy who can top 100 on the radar gun blows people away, but he was not blowing away the Brewers. Yeah. Also, uh, we should. Um, I wanted to bring up too, and we'll have more maybe on it a little bit later as the season goes along too. But uh, the Boston Red Sox. Today, it's also worth noting their bullpen continues to kind of be a problem here. Mm. And uh, you got five innings from Rich Hill, one hit, six strikeouts was awesome. But Hauk and Crawford today, uh, not very good. Hauk specifically giving up seven of those earned runs. Looks like it's going to be a long year for the Reds and the Red Sox. Yep. And uh, it was a bad night to be a dog better in the association last night. Yes, it was. It was also a bad night to be Luka Doncic, or at least in one facet of the game. We will talk about that and the NBA and where this postseason goes as we have a night off in the association. And uh, what we're looking forward to both on Friday and a Saturday when play resumes in the playoffs on the other side. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Kentucky Derby is Saturday, and right now, VSIN's offering you a special $9.99 Kentucky Derby betting guide with previews of all the horses and jockeys for every race, plus best bets for the entire weekend, including the run for the roses. Pre order your copy now, only $9.99. VSIN.com slash Derby Guide. It's VSIN.com slash Derby Guide. All right, NBA from last night, uh, you mentioned it. Uh, not only was it a bad time to be an underdog, uh, these home teams are now starting to deliver. The uh, last three days, mm-hmm. uh, these home teams are getting these wins, getting these covers. Last night, uh, both teams handle it with relative ease, get the win and the cover. But we begin with Phoenix in Dallas uh, because this was a series that I was really excited for, Matt, and I thought it was going to be a fun and competitive one. You get a really good guy like Luka Doncic on the floor for the Dallas Mavericks who's been scoring at a relatively high rate, and you get the best team in basketball in the Phoenix sure. Suns. How could it not be fun? Especially after what Luka and the Mavericks did in terms of being a pain in the ass for the Clippers the last two seasons in the playoffs. You would think that this would be the case. Uh, but ultimately, no. 129 to 109, the final score here. Suns, of course, is a six-point favorite. Uh, get the win. Game, again, goes over the total as uh, the Dallas Mavericks just have no answers defensively for what the Phoenix Suns are doing on the offensive end of the floor. But there are a couple of things that are worth pointing out here uh, at this point. And this has to do with the defense for the Dallas Mavericks. First off, from ESPN Stats and Info, um, the Suns shot 64.5% from the field in their game to win, the highest percentage in franchise postseason history. Phoenix shot 84.2% of the fourth quarter, the second-best fourth-quarter field goal percentage over the last 25 postseasons, trailing only the Spurs from Game 1 of the 2014 wow. Finals. That was 87.5%. <laughs> that's ridiculous. No D in Dallas last night, that's for sure. And Luka Doncic. The Dallas Mavericks. Luka was abused on the defensive end of the floor last night. As great as he is on the offensive end, he got exposed on the defensive end. But the bottom line is Dallas can still win some games in this series, but he's going to have to get more help offensively. He, oh, he is. And, but the other part is, so this is, I, think I brought this up to you, and this is one of the things that I, I wrote about, too, when it was uh, right before the series, which was you know, the way that the Dallas Mavericks play defensively, you know, it kind of lends itself to the Suns being successful on the offensive end of the floor, and they're killing them from mid-range. They, they've destroyed them from mid-range for the first two games. It's exactly what Dallas allows their opponents to do, and it's what mm-hmm. the Suns are walking into, and they love it. How about this, too? They're also pushing Doncic because he's having to do everything on offense. You said it. Like, nobody else is contributing, and it seems... Well, it's disappointing because Jalen Brunson averaged, what, about 27 points a game he had a two, in, he had a two, in the previous series, and he's kind of been a ghost here. He had a two-game stretch where, what was it? We, we talked about it, right? 47 points in one turn. Turnover. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jalen Brunson did. This is from Kirk Goldsberry, though. How about these? So Doncic, the screener defender on 19 on-ball screens in the second half, third most in any half of his career. So the Suns were hunting him. Suns averaged 1.81 wow. points per chance yeah. when Doncic was the screener defender in the second half. That is the highest efficiency allowed by a single defender in any half over the last three seasons. Even worse than Trey Young. Minimum than a 15 direct picks. Yeah. I mean, it wow. says it right there. Minimum last three over the last three seasons. I mean, and part of it is because I think a lot of people will see stuff like that, and he's oh, he's a terrible defender. 
I think a good chunk of it is this guy has the ball in his hands every possession on offense. It's slow and meticulous, and he's having to work for everything he's getting on that end of the floor. Mm. And then he's coming back, and the Suns are like, come over here, dude. Come on. Like, we're going to put you in every single thing on this end of the floor. And it is working out for Phoenix in a really big way. Okay, well, Dallas has been a dead dog in the first two games. Are you going to bet on the Mavericks to rebound in game three at home? Uh, I'm not entirely sure I'm going to. Mainly because, as we talked about, like, this is this seems to be a matchup nightmare for Dallas. The way that the Suns are operating on offense, the fact that they are being able to do what they want at will against a team that their statistical weakness, if you wanted to call it that, was exactly what the Suns do extremely well. They just when you're looking at the way that they defend, I'm not sure what the what the antidote is for Dallas, especially when you have a game plan like this, which mm-hmm. is unless guys are going to start to operate better offensively around him than Jalen Brunson, Spencer Dinwiddie, and others have, right? Like Reggie Bullock cannot be your second leading scorer. That just can't be the case. Unless that's going to happen and he can conserve some energy and all of a sudden becomes a better defender, I just worry about what exactly would be the route for success for Dallas once they resume play on Friday. Well, still, it's a Dallas team that led last night's game 60-58 at halftime. Yeah. You know, they played pretty well in the first half. They just fell apart in the fourth quarter. Yep. I'm, I'm tempted here to bet the Mavericks in game three at home down 2-0 in the series. Pick right and, now. Yeah, it's a pick'em game. Yep. That's what I said. I I, I kind of feel like you're uh, buying low on the Mavericks here after two bad losses on the road. Yep, you can go first half, first quarter if you want. Right? Team well, I could do that and... too. Could split it up. You don't have to bet everything just on the game at pick'em. You could split a little, spread a little bit of the money out in first quarter, first half, and the game. It's probably a better idea. Dallas a two point favorite in the first half and a one and a half point favorite in the first quarter so far. Up on the uh, up on the screen. That's the adjustment yep. by the odds. That's uh, that's what we're always talking about, right? And Philly Philly falls into the same category. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers who fell uh, yesterday too, which that was one as well. And the game ends up going over the total. You did get a slightly better offensive effort from the Philadelphia 76ers in terms of overall efficiency. But like, it looked like in the fourth quarter they kind of just let go of the rope. Like they were mm-hmm. just like, oh man, we're not going to get this done. It was it was what was it? They did make it, I think, an eight point game late in the fourth quarter at one point. Like it looked like they were going to stick around and have a chance at covering that number. And then you give up consecutive threes to Miami, and all of a sudden you're looking around. and You're like, all right, let's just get out of here and go back home. And they're down two nothing. They failed to cover both of them. Yeah, that was brutal. I actually took the Sixers plus thirteen live last night. You think that's a great number? At the, at that point, yep. I think they were down ten or eleven. And uh, 10 or 11, 12 points. And that was fairly early in the game. I think I, I took the plus 13 maybe early in the third quarter, mm-hmm. late second quarter, something like that. Um, but the Sixers ended up losing by 16, and uh, they definitely got the worst of it in the end game last night with uh, what the Heat scored, I think, the last five points of the game or something like that. But yep. anyway, uh, the Sixers team needs Joel Embiid back, or it's going to be uh, off to Cancun. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't. There is. A, it's pretty unclear as to what is happening with Joel Embiid. I haven't seen a, an official update yet. Um, so we'll see if we get that maybe in the coming days. We did get an update, by the way, as we transition to the other series. Uh, that's not going to get started again until Saturday. Dylan Brooks is suspended for Game Three mm-hmm. against the uh, Golden State Warriors. So I, can, I think we kind of expected that. One game. Yeah, one game was enough, and uh, there's no way it should have been more than one. Right, and so we you get the suspension. Um, not really worth much. The NBA odds right now up uh, up to uh, seven in favor of Golden State, so it's a half-point adjustment. It was sitting at six and a half for the last day, so at least the market's saying that's worth a half-point. Total 226 and a half or 225 and a half, so you should get the better of the number uh, depending on where you shop and where you want to look here. Um, we'll say that it seems, just given what we saw from Clay Thompson and Steph Curry in the first two games, if you're assuming better performances, you can kind of get here in terms of laying seven with Golden State, um, but I you wouldn't know, do it. Right. I, I was going to say. I would lie bet it. Yeah. I, I would lie bet it because I think this Memphis team is playing with a lot of confidence. And the, the way the Warriors play, JVT, uh, Stephen Curry kind of sets the tone. They're a little bit lackadaisical in some of these games. And we actually saw it in the previous series against Denver where they fell behind mm-hmm. and had to overcome some big deficits to win those games. I just wouldn't lay the big pregame number with the Warriors. I think live betting would be a better way to go if you want to bet Golden State. And to your point, look, this is a team that finished, uh, I think they were 29th, I'll double-check in the exact ranking, in terms of offensive turnover rate. They, they turn the ball over a lot as a team. They, you call it lackadaisical. I mean, they move the ball around so that would lend itself to more turnovers, but try to fit it in tighter windows sometimes. So this is a team that turns the ball over. Mm-hmm. It's a Memphis team that would love to turn you over and get out and run, and I think that's led to a lot of this kind of weird offensive flow that the Warriors have had in the first two games. They've turned it over a lot, and the Grizzlies have made them pay for it in transition. So to your point, 
you get the exact same thing, a team that finished 29th in offensive turnover rate, giving those up early, and all of a sudden you're talking about, eh, you know, tight game or a small hole early on against the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, well, Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson each need to play at a higher level than they did in the first two games, and I would expect that. But again, uh, I don't think this is going to – going into it, I didn't think it was going to be an easy series for the Warriors, and i got to stick with that. I wouldn't be surprised to see this one go seven games, actually. Uh, no, I, I wouldn't either, I, just given the way that the Warriors have been playing. And you're seeing this adjustment, too, again, when you're talking about the the, uh, the home court being worth those three points that the market is using. And it's starting to head in that direction, by the way. We talked about mm-hmm. those home teams winning. Um, by my number, this has now been bumped up to just over a point and a half. So it's starting to head toward the direction of being worth three in the postseason. And like I always said multiple times, it was always a small sample size to mm-hmm. begin with. And as it grew, you were going to see whether or not that one, one and a half was going to hold. Um, but you're using that, right? You're, you're talking about the Warriors being about a one-point favorite on the road, and they were one and a half about close in game two, so we're still hovering around that power rating where we were at the beginning of the series. So seems a little high for Golden State, given the way Memphis has played them. Through I think games. it's fair that the series is 1-1 at this point, right. but really, if you look at it, the Warriors are lucky they're not down 0-2. They are. They, they really are. Yeah. Given the way that, uh, I mean, and they, you could also say that the Grizzlies are lucky that they're not down 0-2. The Warriors know, really let it go. That's why I said it's probably games, fair that it's 1-1. Uh-oh. Yeah, the Reds have a runner on third, two outs, top of the eighth. Brewers lead the Reds, still eight to five. So you got a little bit of a cushion to work with here, but a two-run homer would blow up a lot of bets. Would it be? Uh, <laughs> would it be? Is it irony if uh, this is the day where it was trending on Twitter <laughs> that they uh, they cover a run line? I would think so. All right. Uh, let's see. We're going to come back. We have more on baseball, and we actually haven't got to. We'll get to this because we do have that Saturday game between uh, Milwaukee and Boston to discuss as well as Milwaukee is back at home taking on the Celtics. Celtics looking to take back home court, too. Uh, they are holding strong. It's pretty much a three-point favorite across the board. Some two-and-a-half starting to pop up, though, total of 213. So we'll discuss that, preview what's going on there and where this could end up by the time we get we to we got some football Saturday. talk to get to next when yep. we come back. We're going to talk about Drew Locke, the international schedule in the NFL, Rich and what Rich Eisen thought of the NFL draft in Vegas. All right, we'll do that and more in the last 30 minutes here on The Edge. This is The Edge on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're ready for a real start with fresh, lasting change, take the Zen 10 Challenge, switch up the way that you've been enjoying nicotine. Available in a variety of tastes and strengths, Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver smoke-free and spit-free nicotine satisfaction. Try Zen Nicotine Pouches for 10 days, your money back, your fresh starts here. Take the Zen 10 Challenge today at ZYN.com slash 10, ZYN.com slash 10. Zen Nicotine Pouches are only for adults 21 or older who currently use tobacco or nicotine. Warning, it contains nicotine, and nicotine is an addictive chemical. All right, Matt Humans. We are getting closer and closer, inching closer and closer. I think, what, 10 days away from the official unveiling of the NFL schedule? Uh, it's May 12th. May 12th, okay. So Today's May 15th. 15th. We're one week away. We're one week away. Uh, we do have the International Series set for the National Football mm-hmm. League. We get five games on foreign soil, of course. It begins October 2nd. Vikings will be taking on the Saints. And we get lines for all these two, courtesy of DraftKings. So we'll give you the site and, of course, uh, the line. But over at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, over in London, Minnesota, is taking on the Saints. They're a one-point favorite, total of 46.5 in the open. A week later, the Packers will be 6.5-point favorites, total of 45.5, same stadium, over at Tottenham Hotspur against the New York Giants. October 30th, The Broncos will be at Wembley to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. They open six and a half with a total of 47. November 13th, Seahawks will take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That'll be an eight and a half point spread with a total of 46 and a half. I'll let you guess who's favored there between Seattle and Tampa Bay. That's actually in Germany. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, of course, over in Mexico City, San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals will meet one another on November 21st. 49ers open as a two and a half point favorite with a total of 48. And I think that's going to be a Monday night game. Is that right? I believe it is. Yes, yes, it is. All right. So that's a pretty good international schedule. I think uh, one thing that jumps out at me is the uh, the Packers still getting plenty of respect here. Six and a half point favorites on a neutral over the Giants. Uh, I'm not sure the Vikings should be favored over the Saints on a neutral. In fact, I would have made that number Saints minus one. Okay. Um, 
Broncos getting a lot of respect with Russell Wilson, six and a half point favorites against you know, the Jags. It's funny this so this way this is what you're kind of alluding to here with this is this gives you an insight on odds makers in terms of power ratings for these teams as right. we're at right now because this is on a neutral. So I would agree, like the Vikings being a one point favorite over the Saints, given what we know about them defensively and the improvements you would expect from them. But as you move forward, uh, the uh, yeah the Broncos six and a half over the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was actually surprised, not that I make the uh, Broncos that big of a favorite, that it was not like the full touchdown or something because I would assume the initial play would be market goes Broncos minus six and a half under that key number of seven. Um, not that you're taking big sharp bets this yeah, early on it in could the offseason. It could be. You know, the Westgate Superbook after the draft moved the Saints from sixty to one to thirty to one mm-hmm. on the Super Bowl futures board. So the Saints have had a, a pretty good offseason. To this point, I'm not sure they should be dogs to the Vikings, but anyway, it's a one-point number. Uh, let's talk about the Seahawks-Buccaneers game. That's Drew Locke against Tom Brady. If that's the way it plays out, the current quarterback situations for each team, Bucks eight-and-a-half-point favorites, and a total of 46-and-a-half. Like you said, that game's in Germany. How much confidence do you have in Drew Locke being the guy for the Seahawks? Are they going to make a move for Baker Mayfield? Oh, I don't and do you think. Huh? And do you think Drew Locke is going to be the starter in week one? Will he still be the starter in November when the Seahawks and Buccaneers face off? The last report that I read was that Carolina is still sniffing around potentially Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. And that was like a week ago. So we'll see what, like, what that is actually. I would think that the Seattle Seahawks, given the way that they've handled things, right, not going for a quarterback, you know, at least early in the draft and whatnot, that they're pretty set on, let's just roll with what we got here. I was surprised as the draft moved on, that the Seahawks didn't pick up Malik Willis in the, the third round. Was it the third or the Drew Locke? Let's hear Bravo, the NFL Network talking about Drew Locke and his future with the Seahawks. And I, I expect it to be Drew Locke on the other side for the Seahawks. I, I know a lot of people are looking at this saying the Seahawks can't possibly be going into this season with Drew Locke at the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, they think very highly of Locke. They thought highly of him coming out. They think that they've gotten pieces around him, uh, certainly through the draft with getting two tackles, Abraham Lucas uh, in the third round, I believe that was, as well as Charles Cross, their first-round tackle. So they feel pretty good about what they're going to be able to do, and they think as the season gets along, some of these young guys are going to start to come along, and they're going to find the chemistry with a lot of their new new pieces. You know, is this a team that I would pick to win the Super Bowl right now? Probably not, but I've seen some of their win projections. I think they're a little low. I'm just not seeing a Pete Carroll team coming in around five, six wins. i I, I got to give them a chance to be higher than that. All right, I'm not going to give Pete Carroll the benefit of the doubt and say, say I mean, a Pete Carroll coach team shouldn't be uh, listed that low. Bet MGM and DraftKings each have up uh, NFL season win totals. You're going to see a lot more of these in the Vegas market after the schedule reveal a week from now. But the number currently on the Seahawks for the win total is five and a half, which I think is fair. If you're, nice. if you're going into the season with Drew Locke as your quarterback and uh, most of the key players from this team are gone from the last few years, why should it be higher than five and a half? No, I, I would agree. And also, I mean, you're also it, playing in one of the toughest divisions in the NFL. There's that. There's the nugget about Carroll. I mean, if Carroll's going to, unless your ground game is like Tennessee Titans, I don't even know if we want to call that dominant, but unless you have a guy like Derek Henry who changes things with the way that he runs the ball, right? Mm-hmm. You know how they're going to play this. And I feel like that is a, that is not going to work out for you when you're not a team that has a ton of talent on that end of the, the, the that end. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, running your face into the ground when it comes to a power ground game in today's five and a half, maybe maybe a tick low. You know, I, I could see the Seahawks winning six or seven games, but I feel like seven probably the ceiling for that team and that division with the schedule we know the Seahawks are going to face. I wouldn't bet over five and a half with a ton of confidence if uh, Drew Locke is my quarterback. I do like, in general, what the Seahawks did in the draft mm-hmm. with uh, the two tackles, and they, they've got to rebuild the offensive line. Anyway, that's uh, one of the international games, Seahawks and uh, Buccaneers, and uh, the win totals are up at BetMGM and DraftKings. Did, they, did, they, did DraftKings hang up Cleveland? Because I know BetMGM did no, not. The Browns are off the board right, okay. at most spots. Yeah. Or at least those two spots. I think the Browns are off the board. You just don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett. We assume is the uh, number two quarterback yeah. at this point. I I can't imagine Deshaun Watson not being suspended for at least six games. I'm, I'm with you, but I, I mean, read a story in the New York Times uh, quoting a bunch of the massage therapists who worked with Deshaun Watson. After I read the story, I said, "I'm not even sure this guy's going to play next year." Mm. 
but you know, who who has any idea what Judge Judy being Roger Goodell, what he's going to do and how he's going to uh, hand down the punishment on this. All right, JVT, what did you think of the NFL draft in Vegas over the weekend? Uh, from what I understand, it was uh, pretty solid, at least in terms of the offerings. And there was a lot of draft parties around town, different clubs you could go to, different stars uh, hosting them as well, but be it former NFL athletes or others. Um, I thought Vegas did exactly what it did. I think what's cool about Vegas, too, is it's not like different cities where, you know, it's like kind of one centralized locations. There are parties and everything all over, up and down the strip. Yeah. From what I take from it, it was a very good weekend in terms of entertainment for people who came down. Yeah, I think uh, it was pretty uh, – it was unanimous that uh, everybody had a pretty good time out there. Right. It was convenient. Uh, the, the entertainment options were outstanding. Let's hear from Rich Eisen of the NFL Network. He was out there on the lake at Bellagio hosting uh, for the weekend. My God, is Las Vegas the perfect town for a major NFL event? We've all known it for a long time. We've all suspected it. Okay, we've all suspected it for some time. But, you know, a very warm place would have had to have frozen over for something like that to happen. And I guess it must have frozen over because the draft was there and it was superb. And the town, as you might expect, absorbed it. Mm -hmm. Absorbed it. He was talking before that about what do you want from a town to host the NFL draft? You want restaurants, you want entertainment, nightlife. Right. You want to be, you want everything in a centralized you location. Want Las Vegas. So Vegas <laughs> is the ideal spot. Then he brought up another topic that I think uh, we'll debate for a second here. Should the draft, should the Super Bowl be in Vegas more often? The the competition hasn't been completely undercut. It's all still standing. Right? Like we're not there's no scandal. Everything's just standing. Season's coming. The best. Draft was perfect. I mean, it's, this should be like the, the Olympics. Every other year, it goes to Vegas, either the Super Bowl or the draft. Run it back. <laughs> okay. Rich had a good time, huh? He had a good time. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. Uh, you should. It, it's probably overkill to say the draft should be in Vegas every other year. But, but the point stands that this is a really good town to host events like this. Right. And there's no betting scandals. There is nothing. No reason to be afraid of uh, the voodoo topic, of uh, taboo topic of uh, sports gambling anymore. Of course. Hell has not frozen over to get uh, – you know, I told you yesterday after the show there was one Vegas bookmaker uh, five, six years ago uh, when I said, what do you think the odds are that the NFL is going to move to Vegas? He said, a million to one. It'll never happen. NFL will never allow it to happen. I said, well, it's going to happen. So lower your odds from a million to one because if you put those up, you're going to get killed. Uh, it's obvious that the uh, NFL, I think, has embraced Vegas now. There's yes. nothing to be afraid of, right? Yep. Uh, also, uh, just a quick update. Reds down 10-5. Yeah, the Reds wasted their leadoff double. In the eighth inning, and the Brewers just hit a two-run homer. So if you bet the Brewers on the run line, you can breathe a little bit easier. It is now 10-5 to 5, Milwaukee in the bottom of the eighth with two outs. JVT, before we wrap up the show today, we got one more NFL topic, and uh, we're going to have to do it in the next segment. But a sneak peek at a mock draft oh, for 2023, boy. and how many quarterbacks do you think will go in the first round? Uh, I'm going to go with 31. <laughs> we'll come back with that. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get your edge this playoff season with the Body Armor Edge Basketball Throwdown. Join four free fantasy hoops contests and play for your share of twenty thousand in total cash prizes. While the auction, well, excuse me, while the action unfolds on the court, head to DraftKings.com/slash/BodyArmorEdge now to draft your best lineup. Find out if you will outlast the competition. Body Armor, more than a sports drink. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Again, that's DraftKings.com slash Body Armor Edge. $20,000 in total cash prizes. All right, let's get through these quick because I got to get to I got to see this 2023 mock draft. Got to see it. Got to see it. You're going to love it. Uh, all right. Uh, last night, as you know, 76 was plus eight and a half. Uh, they do not get there, so that's the loss. Uh, to add, this is for Saturday because they don't play today or tomorrow. The uh, Boston Celtics catching three against the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm in. I'm here. Um, I, just, I like this Boston team defensively. I think you saw them work some things out on the offensive end of the floor. You saw, I think specifically, though, the way they can defend and really maximize the absence of one Chris Middleton for the Milwaukee Bucks. They're putting Giannis through hell. They're making him push a little bit more, and we'll have more details mm-hmm. on this tomorrow, but I do think that the, uh, the Boston Celtics are in a good position catching three. Again, if you're using that home court of three, I do think Boston is a better team. They should probably be just under that thing at about two, one and a half or so. So give me the Boston Celtics. All right, ESPN reporting Marcus Smart says, quote, strong likelihood that he plays in game three. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't really that serious, so it, it didn't seem like that was the case. Also, I'm going to add a baseball play here, too. Uh, let's go Scooble here in this first five against the Houston Astros. That's JVT's play, by the way, not my play. Uh, yeah. Not that I'm dissing your play, but this is your best bet, not mine. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's many things that go into this, yeah. but I like Scooble a lot. If you look at his underlying numbers, he's actually he's uh, pitching extremely well. Like there's some solid stuff behind him. Mm-hmm. Astros uh, up to this point have not really hit lefties too well. Very uh, below average in a lot of key categories offensively against them. And on the other side, you get uh, Urquidy, who has not been good by any stretch. And there's not to see, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of the uh, underlying metrics, any relief coming for him at this point. And as you know, it, when I handicap a pitcher's uh, in baseball. I like to stick with these first five because don't really know what's going on here. Now, what worries me is that this Tigers lineup has been really, really poor this year up to this point, but I do think that uh, Urquidy has been bad enough that I'm going to take plus 141 first five with Scooball today with the Tigers. Yeah, I think Detroit's been uh, a big disappointment for a lot of people who seem to have some expectations. They were the hot team, team yeah. in the offseason, right, in terms of betting them over. That is correct. Uh, you know, the Giants were a hot team for a while. They got cooled off by the Dodgers past oh couple nights. I've got win totals on the Tigers and the Giants, and uh, last couple of days I've been come on, fired up, right? Oh, yeah, you got go. the Giants under. You yes. got them both under. Yeah, I got them both under, so let's go. Giants couldn't get much offense going the last couple of nights. I wonder how much they're going to get going tonight against uh, Miles Michaelis and the Cardinals. Uh, I'll probably end up, I didn't put this up as the best bet, but I might play the Cardinals in the dog roll tonight in San Francisco. Update on the Cincinnati Reds. They have now lost... 13 straight on the road, and uh, they go down 10 to 5. So all the Brewers' run line betters can cash in. It's a final 10 to 5 in Milwaukee. I'm just searching. That's that sound you make is uh, I'm searching Twitter to see how many people are going to talk about this now. Let's see. Oh yeah, it's a lot. Okay. What else you got? You got a baseball bet? What's going on here? No, that's it. I'm I'm thinking about playing the Cardinals in the dog roll tonight, but that's it. no, no other. I did, like I said, I did bet the Reds on the run line. To, yeah. The Brewers against the Reds minus one and a half, minus one hundred five today. So uh, I'll probably just fade the Reds until they prove they can win a game. I am fired up. Let's get to this mock draft. Can we do this? All right, let's get to it. By the way, Mitch Moss listening to the show. He said he was surprised a little bit by Rich Eisen's comments that were pro Las Vegas. He thought Eisen might go the other way. 
I haven't heard anybody associated with the NFL or anyone who was in Vegas last week for the draft criticize it. Yeah. It's hard to. Any aspect about it. I would think it's hard to, given, again, like how well that went off. And it's not really centralized. You can spread so much out. You can do so much out here. Yeah. The only negative I could really find from the whole weekend was that uh, Wayne Newton embarrassed the town once again. And (laughs) Mr. Las Vegas. He is not Mr. Las Vegas. Viceroy (laughs) Vegas. No, that's him. Totally. Anyway. All right. Let's take a look at this. I, I knew you would enjoy this. It's from CBS Sports HQ. I'm. Not sure the name of the writer, but he put up his uh, mock draft for 2023. And I got a good laugh out of this when I saw it because he's got six quarterbacks in the first round. I read Todd McShay's mock draft this morning on ESPN. Five quarterbacks in the top ten. In the top ten? Top ten. Stop. McShay's got five, I think, is – I'm pretty sure it's five. I'm going to double check it. It might have been four, but I think he had five in the top ten. Definitely five in the first round. But uh, anyway, this uh, writer from CBS Sports HQ has C.J. Stroud of Ohio State going third to the Lions. We have no idea what the draft order is going to be in terms of teams. But McShay had C.J. Stroud going number one. I think the the top pick in the draft, JVT, if I had to put odds on it today, it's going to be one of two Alabama players. It's going to be Will Anderson, the outside linebacker, edge rusher, or it's going to be Bryce Young, the quarterback. I rank Bryce Young better than C.J. Stroud. And if you can give me a decent number, if you can find a betting market to make C.J. Stroud the favorite, I'll take Anderson uh, or I'll take Young because uh, I think those one of those two guys is going to be the top pick, should be the top pick. Nick Shea did have five in the top ten. Five in the top ten? Yep. Okay. Uh, so this writer's also got Will Levis from Kentucky going fifth, Bryce Young from Alabama going seventh. I don't know how you can – Mock Bryce Young going after Stroud and Levis. I do like Levis, but Bryce Young, I think right now, has got to be the top-ranked quarterback in the class. Right. Tyler Van Dyke of Miami going ninth. Spencer Rattler. Now he has transferred from Oklahoma to South Carolina. Why did he, he transfer, Matt? Because he got benched and he stinks. And, you know, last year <laughs> you and I talked about this. We were laughing when uh, – he was the favorite. When Spencer Rattler was a favorite to be the top pick in the NFL draft in 2022, you and I were laughing. I said, please, give me the option to bet the no, because nobody will put up a two-way price on that. I would have loved to bet the no on Spencer Rattler to be the top pick. Well, anyway, now he's mocked in this as a uh, first-round pick, which is crazy. He's not going to be a first-round pick in 2023. Phil Jerkovec of Boston College also mocked here in the first round. Uh, by the way, Kelly uh, Kelly Bidlin downstairs checks in. So first quarterback selected, odds up at DraftKings. C.J. Stroud plus 140. Bryce Young plus 160. Uh, Jerkovic's actually the third option, according to DraftKings odds, at 10-1. to 1, Tyler Van Dyke, 12-1. to 1, Rattler, 15. And then with Levis at 25. Where's uh, Will Anderson? Uh, Anderson. Uh, am I blind here? I'll have you know, to look at this. If the, if the number, team drafting number one does not need a quarterback or does not trade up to number one, Will Anderson's got to be the top pick. He's the best player in college well, football. That, that was just the quarterbacks, by the way. Right, I was just okay. listening to you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, if you see a market offering the top pick in the NFL draft, my best bets are going to be Bryce Young and Will Anderson, mm-hmm. not C.J. Stroud. Yeah, I'm going to go on. So it does look say. like JVT, I, I will say right now, you got two guys mocking, one mocking five, one mocking – uh, excuse me, one mocking five in the top ten. The other guy has six in the first round. But here's, so here's my thing, though. So this – and clearly next year looks like a much stronger quarterback class than the one that was this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly because only one quarterback went and then the next just completely slid down the board. Um, my thing is, is by the time we get to next year and we're already at this point right now so far out saying that we're going to get six guys and five of them are going in the top ten – like, if the prop is, we're going to get a prop of five and a half quarterbacks for the first round, let's say. And people are going to bet it over, and it's probably going to go, you know, you can see seven or eight in the first round, that yeah. extra year oh, of control. Boy. Like, that's the thing that drives me nuts about the quarterback thing. It's not even so much that these many could go, because these are some pretty good quarterbacks. I would probably say that you don't get this many, especially Spencer Rattler, I don't think is a first round no, pick. No, he's not a first seen, round Come on. Given come what on, we've seen from him. Um, I do think right now. It does look likely you're going to see five quarterbacks in right. the first round next year. My whole thing is yeah. I'm going to get driven nuts by this getting bet up to six and a half and people going, <laughs> no. yeah, extra year control. You never yeah. know. It could go. How many wide receivers are you going to have in the first round next year? It's going to be the same deal. It's going to be uh, probably five, six, or seven. Right. By the way, wide receivers went off the board at an unbelievable rate in the second round 
of this draft. Mm-hmm. After six went in the first 18 picks, it was a huge run and on receivers in the second round. What's interesting, too, is I think it's not factored into something like this. Like, take the Panthers, for example, just because they're the team that's been sniffing around this, and the Giants as well. Like, what if Daniel Jones actually has a pretty good season for the New York Giants and starts to turn uh-huh. things around in a new offensive system? Or what if the Carolina Panthers go and acquire – uh, one Baker Mayfield, and he actually looks somewhat decent in their system, and maybe they're like, hey, you know what, let's roll forward with this. Are those two teams actually going to go in their first-round selections with a quarterback? Yeah, who knows? Right. I mean, so much mystery in what could happen a year from now. But Baker Mayfield, don't forget, the guy was the number one overall pick not long ago. Right. You could say, well, he shouldn't have been, but he was. And I think he's still got some talent. He played last last season with a shoulder injury. He's got to be capable of being a starter in a place like Carolina or Seattle uh, this coming season. Uh, I still think uh, the best player in college football is Will Anderson, edge rusher from Alabama. Uh, he, he, you know how many sacks he had last season? <laughs> 17 and a half. Really? The guy's insane. Yeah, yeah he, He's so good. College is I'm awesome. not going to say he's Lawrence Taylor, but the guy is, I think, if – if you talk to NFL talent evaluators right now, he, he is the number one player in college football heading into 2023. All right. Why no association games tonight? Why do we not have an NBA playoff? Uh, who knows, man? You could stagger them out. You can do one a day. You probably should. It's a baseball day, I guess. So give me baseball it's day, although it's a short schedule. All right, well, well, we're all done. Decent.com slash podcast where you want to go to check out everything you missed on this show and your favorite shows. My Guys in the Desert coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.